Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today I want to talk a bit about the Arizona Fall League. The Arizona Fall League rosters have not been announced. They will probably be announced soon, but they have not been announced yet. And people this time of year like to say, yeah, 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 we should talk about the Arizona Fall League. Let's talk about the Arizona Fall League. How about the Arizona Fall League? Isn't the Arizona Fall League coming up? Who is going to be on the Cubs' Arizona Fall League team? I don't know how many players a team is going to be allowed to send to the Arizona Fall League. Everything's kind of still up in the air, but it does sound like there will be an Arizona Fall League. Arizona Fall League is largely for players who missed a bit of time for one reason or another. Missed a bit of time, possibly due to injury, possibly due to, I don't know, maybe a guy got suspended or something, but players missed time. The Arizona Fall League is a, I'm going to use the term animal unto itself. The 30 major league teams began to realize back before there were 30 major league teams, you know, it'd be kind of nice to have some of our better prospects after the minor league season is done, come out to Arizona, have some scrimmage games, get some, some more coaching, possibly from coaches in their organization, possibly from coaches in another organization. Just hear, you know, hear some different things, hear some different people saying different stuff, get in games against quality opponents. It's basically what the Arizona Fall League is. Now, the, the default, default, the default is Brennan Davis will probably go to the Arizona Fall League. Arizona uh, Brennan Davis is exactly the kind of guy that should go to the Arizona Fall League because he would probably benefit from it. He would be up against pitchers in other organizations that those organizations are also saying, we want to see this guy get tested. <coughs> we want to see this guy get tested against the better minor leaguers in other organizations. So basically a lot of the Arizona Fall League is a few guys who are organizational elite. Now, the Cubs, a lot of their talent, quite a bit of their talent that is high-end, is down lower, is down lower. You're not going to send Ed Howard to the Arizona Fall League. You're not going to send Kevin Madday to the Arizona Fall League. You're not going to send Kevin Alcantara to the Arizona Fall League. Now, they could send <coughs> any of three guys that are on the 40-man roster. They could send Alexander Vizcaino to the uh, Arizona Fall League. That would be interesting. They could send um, Alexander Vizcaino Alexander Canario, Alexander Vizcaino, or Anderson Espinoza. Those are all three on the 40-man roster, possibly because the Cubs haven't had uh, full, complete looks at them. There might be an interest in sending them to the, 40, to the Arizona Fall League. Most of the time, people are talking about, let's get this prospect to the Arizona Fall League. If... 
for instance, Miguel Amaya were going to be good to go. He would be a logical player to send to the Arizona Fall League, get a couple extra looks, get a couple of extra looks against quality opposition. He would be a kind of guy that would make sense, but he's not going to be healthy. So most of the talk of let's send this guy to the Arizona Fall League is about which double-A, triple-A type of player that generally tends to look really good makes sense to send to the Arizona Fall League. That's usually what the talk would be. Let's send Brennan Davis. Let's consider Alexander Canario. Maybe... Uh, Nelson Melden, uh, Nelson Velazquez, give him a test for seeing if he deserves a 40-man roster spot, that kind of stuff. But the two names I want to mention, totally different, totally different, totally different. Um, sometimes you send a player to the Arizona Fall League as a bit of of a reward is a bit of a reward you have done well we, we we appreciate what you've done and you send a player to the 40 man roster or to, no, to the Arizona Fall League as a reward for having done well through the season and sometimes there is method to the madness sometimes there's method to the madness if a player is eligible to be an off-season free agent. Last podcast, I was talking about how uh, Jose Iglesias is going to be an off-season free agent, no matter what the Cubs do, unless they give him a stupid, ex- you know, unless they sign him and give, give him an obscene amount of money for next year and he signs it, which isn't going to happen. Minor league players, once they've been in an organization for a certain amount of time, become free agents. You know, kind of like normal people are. Eh, man, my job sucks. I hate my job. I'm going to go get a new job. Go ahead, go get a new job. Most people can just go out and get a new job. Most people can. Minor league baseball players, you have to wait. You have to wait until you are a free agent. Whether it is a major league free agent, whether it is a minor league free agent, Whichever, you have to wait until you're a free agent to be able to entertain all offers. It's an idea that's lost on a lot of people. They think that, oh, well, you know, he, he's on this team and he likes this, this uh, but it, uh, so he'll stick around. No, really, players want to get paid. They want to be appreciated. They want to receive the best possible offer, but that can't happen until they're a free agent. Sometimes, though, if you have a player who is approaching minor league free agency and is contemplating minor league free agency, sometimes it makes sense to offer them a shot on the Arizona Fall League team. Whether anyone will claim them or not, totally up in the air. But if you offer them a successor contract. You guarantee them a contract the next season. 
that can sometimes be a bit of bait. We will give you the guarantee of an of a next year contract, next year minor league contract. All you have to do is play for our Arizona Fall League team. To do that, though, you would have to sign a successor contract. So, again, it is a bit of, it has to be simpatico. The player wants, uh, the player would have to still be interested in being in the same organization. And the team has to uh, make it worth the player's while. Possibly it's a case of, um, let's say the minor league contract next year would be $7,000 or $10,000. I, I don't know what, what what the minor league contract would be next year. Let's say a uh, guy, guy's going to get, a uh, guy should probably get $15,000. Let's just, I, I don't even know what number I'm supposed to use. Guy's supposed to have a contract next year. He would probably make $15,000. How about this? You come play for our Arizona Fall League team. We will give you $25,000 to play for us next year. See? You make it, it. You do this for us. We do that for you. Here's the contract. You sign it. You say, yes, I am willing to play for your organization next year. You get the Arizona Fall League look. And with the Arizona Fall League look, if you do particularly well, theoretically, possibly, maybe, perchance, the player might get selected in the Rule 5 draft. So that's the, that's the basic premise behind the successor contract. And I Earlier in the season, I had been all hepcat about offering a successor contract offer to... Dakota Chalmers, because he had been on a 40-man roster before and he had some outings where he looked really good. Then he had some outings where he looked really kind of terrible. I'm kind of thinking right now, I'd like Dakota Chalmers to be around. I'd probably like the Cubs to offer him a a successor contract. Maybe even give him a raise over what he possibly would otherwise get. I'd be completely good with that. But um, as far as Dakota Chalmers being a, hmm, hmm, where'd that go? Never mind. Um, As far as Dakota Chalmers getting a spot on the Mesa Cubs, I'm really not all that interested. I'm really not that interested. He has, um, he struggled enough. I don't know that I really want to, I think he's about, Ready for the end of the season. I'll just phrase it that way. I'd like to see a successor contract for Luis Lugo. Luis Lugo is 27 years old. He's a left-handed pitcher. This season, he's had 20 games, 15 starts. ERA, 4.09. Now, why would I want the Cubs to offer a successor contract to a player who looks rather um, ordinary? And I'll use the word ordinary. That is probably a word that would um, cover it. Luis Lugo is the type of guy that fills whatever role is necessary. If you need a starter, he'll be a starter. If you need a long reliever, he'll be a long reliever. If you need a shorter reliever, he'll be a shorter reliever. My looking to 2022, my looking to 2022 
which is uh, either I'm looking at November 19th or I'm looking to 2022. November 19th or 2022. Either or. As I look to 2022, I want the Cubs to have enough pitching in their organization so they can have two Arizona League teams. I want the Cubs to have enough pitching in their organization so they can have two Arizona League teams come the summer. If they have enough pitching in their organization to have two Arizona League teams in the summer, I'm happy. I'm cheerful. I'm pleasant. That ought to be one of the goals. If the Cubs have Luis Lugo nailed down as he might be a starter in Tennessee, he might be a starter in Iowa, he might be a reserve somewhere, but at least he would be capable. He would be able to nail down a spot somewhere in the upper portion of the organization as a pitcher. For me, that's worth it. For me, that's worth, would you be willing to pitch in the Arizona Fall League? Whether he would be the designated starter, whether he would be a reliever, whether he would be whatever. Luis Lugo is the type of player that um, makes it more likely that the Cubs would have enough pitching in the pipeline to have a second Arizona League team. And to me, that is massive. The second person I'm interested in sending to the Arizona Fall League, and I don't know what his contract situation is entirely, Harrison Wenson, a catcher, uh, 2017-24th round pitch pick out of Michigan. He is a catcher, and I've heard enough stories from announcers, from other people, from people who have asked things, from people who have seen stuff in bullpens. He is a tiger sort of a catcher. There are some catchers who are very quiet, make the call, remain very um, somber almost behind the plate. Harrison Wenson will get in the pitcher's face. Harrison Wenson will tell someone when they're doing something stupid. Harrison Wenson has the fire that possibly someday may represent a major league starting pitcher. Usually teams send a catcher to the Arizona Fall League. Not all the time. It's not. You, you have, there are six teams in the Arizona Fall League. Six teams means that Five major league squads combine their talent pool to put together a squad. And not everyone is going to send a catcher. But usually it's a good idea to have four catchers on a squad because you don't want to ever end up getting into a situation where you're having to stick someone who's not a catcher into a game. You want to have four catchers on an Arizona league squad you don't want to have to have three because then it just gets a little bit tight. And if you send a catcher out to the Arizona, uh, Arizona League, what, what, I, I'm going to interrupt myself. What ends up happening is usually, I think there have been years where you send out 
seven prospects, and two of them are on your taxi squad. Seven prospects, two of them on your taxi squad. What the heck is a taxi squad? Why do you have a taxi squad in Arizona Fall League? Taxi squad guys can play two games a week. They, I think normally it's like Wednesday and Saturday or something like that. But I have no idea how they're doing it now. They might be doing it completely different with COVID. But you want to have some guys who are out there pretty much every day. And then you want to have some other guys who, well, yeah, this guy's a backup. This guy is clearly a backup. He's going to, most of the other guys are going to play, but this guy might play once a week. Um, Harrison Wenson may or may not be that type of player who's a backup. But the Cubs really don't have guys at the AAA level who belong in the Arizona League, in the Arizona Fall League. They just don't. Um, they don't. <laughs> I guess they could maybe send out P.J. Higgins or something like that. But um, even in that sort of a situation, he'd have to be on the 40-man roster, and I don't think the Cubs are necessarily going to keep him on the 40-man roster. Harrison Wenson, sending him out would be, congratulations, you're doing a good job. You are progressing. And I don't entirely know. 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2020. He may or may not be Cubs property in 2022. It all depends upon the contract that he signed with the Cubs. And I don't know what that is. It's not mine to know. I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to cash a favor. Harrison Wenson, though, is the type of catcher that makes sense as far as sending to the Arizona League, Arizona Fall League, because he... It's not about his bat. Tonight he had a double and a home run, but it's not about his bat. If he times it up, he can hit a home run, but it's not. He completely reeks of being that type of guy who at some point on down the line could be a pitching coach, could definitely be a pitching coach, could be a manager. He could be a bigwig in an organization's, um, wow, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I phrase it this way. I was working on an article for Bleed Cubby Blue on who I would like to see the Cubs consider as a general manager. One of the things I did was I looked at three different teams. I looked at their front office page. The way it works in baseball, if you are hiring a general manager, you are almost always allowed to interview and potentially promote anyone for whom the position you're interviewing for would be a promotion. So if the Cubs are out interviewing for their general manager, all 29 teams across the league, and 30 if you include the Cubs, if you ask 
permission to interview an assistant general manager for a general manager's job. Teams will allow you to do that. They pretty much have to. We're going to interview this, this person, and if they get the job, it's a promotion for them. It's somewhere between dirty pool and illegal, or at least inappropriate, not permitted, to say, no, you cannot interview this person for that promotion. The inner workings of an organization, if you can find a person who somehow, someway, fits into your organization as far as, um, I understand baseball, I know how baseball works, I have a certain aspect of baseball that I am relatively familiar with, I'm really damn good at it. If you have somebody who's like that, and they have a bit of baseball history behind them, that's all the better. Harrison Wenson, in six or eight years, should be employed by a Major League Baseball team. I doubt it will be as a Major League catcher, but he would probably, he would very possibly, especially if he wants to, be a coach, be a manager, be a data processing director for a team in their pitching department. Anything along those lines. Harrison Wenson makes sense as a proper baseball hire after his career is done. When you have a player like that in your organization already, it's probably a good idea when there is a slight, very, very, very slight, very, very slight thing that you can do to help them grasp that, yeah, we appreciate what you're doing. We very much appreciate what you're doing. We approve of what you're doing. That thing, what that you're doing, keep doing it. Luis Lugo nor Harrison Wenson, if sent to the Mesa Solar Sox, would be the reason that people are showing up to watch Mesa Solar Sox games. It would be because of Brennan Davis. It would be because of if Alexander Canario is there, if um, Anderson Espinoza is there. It would be for other players. However, two time periods matter right now. Pretty much over and above everything else. November 19th, which is submission day for the 40-man roster to keep players exempted from the, for, um, from the Rule 5 draft in 2022 and beyond. Luis Lugo, Harrison Wenson wouldn't necessarily make the Mesa Solar Sox the best team in the league. I'm not even going to go there. But Luis Lugo and Harrison Wenson both ought to be in the Cubs organization next year. 
Pitchers and catchers are hard to come by, especially pitchers and catchers that you value. The Cubs have catcher, well, the Cubs have Wilson Contreras. The Cubs have Miguel Amaya, wherever Miguel Amaya is as far as his health. Then at the double A level, in the advanced A level, they don't have elite prospects. Pablo Aliendo is getting there. I don't know if he'll be elite, but he will certainly be noteworthy. Ethan Hearn may be getting there. Casey Opitz may be getting there. Harrison Wenson possibly, probably will never have one major league at bat. But I still want the Cubs to be on his good side because if Harrison Wenson decides he wants to have a career in Major League Baseball, it might be a very good one, even if it is after he stops playing. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great weekend. Actually, I, I, I don't even know what to say about the weather. It's not stay cool. It's not stay warm. It's just fall. Um, it's fall like there is going to be Arizona fall ball. And Harrison Wenson and Luis Lugo make sense, at least for me, as far as two players that ought to be considered for the Mesa Solar Sox. Have a great weekend.